Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I'm your host, Dad, and this is Cool Boy Mew. Hey. Uh, today we're going to cover the best anime of spring 2016. Yeah, finally, spring 2016. It was actually a pretty small... Uh, yeah, it, it was a pretty small humble season. So let, let's just start with a shout-out. Sure. Uh, shout-out to Boku no Hero Academia. Uh, this one... It, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Uh, it's pretty generic shonen, but I think it's well done generic shonen. Yes. Uh, do, do we even bother with the description for this one? It's the second most popular of all time. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you know what it is. Yeah, you know what it is. So let's let just not bother. Uh, I, I actually dropped this season too. Uh, I've read most of the manga. Uh, so, uh, I kind of, so, all right, season one was really freaking good. However, I was, uh, the, the, the coup really pissed me off. He just can't do shit for most of the show, and I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he is useless most of the time. The, it does rely on the big cast of other characters. Yeah, and he's, he's probably one of the worst shonen protagonists of all time. And yes, I prefer the, the screamy uh, ass, ass stuff from uh, Black Clover. Yes. I've never seen Black Clover. Uh, n- nice concept. N- nice concept, but I also dropped the anime because it went into like filler hell. Oh, that's too bad. But but yeah, uh, Boku no Hero Academia. I unfortunately couldn't take it anymore. Uh, probably the worst shonen protagonist of all time, and also the worst rival of all time. Uh, Bakugo is fucking terrible. <laughs> Imagine a Vegeta, but completely unlikable and too exaggerated. Yeah, that's about right. Except uh, I don't think Bakugo is a mass murderer. No, but he probably. Sh- he pre- I-, I wish. 
Uh, this goes into a bit of uh, season two spoilers, but I really wish that Bakugo would have done the really fucking obvious thing that I thought he was going to do, and he should have became a villain. That would have been great. Because he has all of the makings of a villain. And otherwise, as a as as a goody to shoe, well, he's not a goody to shoe, but you know, as a hero, I don't feel like it works. Yeah, there's a lot of wasted potential there. The author just keeps introducing more and more new characters to fill any roles that might be necessary. That sucks. And um, also, I believe I didn't actually read it, but I believe the um, uh, the manga prototype of it was that. Uh, Midoriya was actually more of a Batman kind of character. Oh, I have not heard of any prototype. Uh, well, I believe that's what I've heard, and they probably should have went with that instead. That would have been really fucking interesting. Yeah. Who is best girl? <laughs> best girl? Um, I, I haven't seen her in the anime, but I really like the bunny girl. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, from like the original character, I'm gonna go with uh, Tsuyu, the, the frog girl. Yeah, she's great. I, I just love her. Yeah, normally I'd pick the titty monster Momo, but she is completely useless in a fight. Yeah, she, she she's also not a super good character. I, I think that's what annoys me about the the show. You have lo- lots of really characters that are kind of amazingly questionable. Uh, you, you wonder how they, they they even got into the academy. And then you have like the B-class character, like the side heroes, who sometimes seems even more interesting than the fucking main heroes. And th- this is weird. This is really fucking weird. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for side stories. There's already one. Oh, what's, it, it, what's it called? Uh, yeah, yeah, there, there's one uh, oh, for, for the villains. Yeah, yeah it's, Renegade. No, it's about like uh, heroes who refuse to get li- licenses. Oh, I see. I, see. I, I thought it was the villains, but no, apparently but, not. But so, and some of them have interesting, unconventional powers. All right, all right. Like one can move at rapid speeds, but only one, at least three of his limbs are touching the ground. Hmm. Should, should I go into season two spoilers? Like one big spoiler. Yeah, go for it. All right, so uh, what really pissed me off is that basically All Might uh, starting to be uh, useless. All Might was uh, literally the the best fucking character. Yeah, he was. And uh, him basically completely losing his power was just not okay with me. Yeah, that could have been handled better. Made it clear that the main character needs to take up his mantle and start working harder. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, at the same time, the main character was still useless, and I just couldn't take it anymore. Anyways, enough about this show, let's just go on. All right, let's move on. Kotetsujo no Kabaneri. I'm surprised you didn't hear about this, because uh, it was pretty famous when I heard. It's it's by Wit Studio, so it looks fucking amazing. I have no idea what this thing is. So tell me about it. So I'll just start by the synopsis. Uh, as the world is in the middle of an industrial revolution, a monster appears uh, that cannot be defeated unless its heart 
which is protected by a layer of iron, is pierced. By infecting new humans with its bite, the monster can create aggressive and undead creatures known as cabane. On the island Inomoto, located in the Far East, people have built stations to shelter themselves from these creatures. People access these stations as well as transport wares between them. With the help of a locomotive running on steam called Ayajiro, Ikoma, a boy who lives in the Aragane station and helps to, buy, to build Ayajiro, creates his own weapon called in order to defeat the creatures. One day, as he waits for an opportunity to use his weapon, he meets a girl named Mume, who is excused from the mandatory cabane inspection. During the night, Ikuma meets Mume again as he sees Ayajiro going out of control. The staff on the locomotive has turned into the creatures. The station, now under attack by Cabane, is the opportunity Ikoma has been looking for. Aside from a brief mention of the zombie creatures, that doesn't tell me much. Uh, yeah, so so basically, this is kind of uh, set in industrial Japan. Um, uh, the train is really important to the story because they go sta- to station... Uh, to station, but basically, and uh, they go from barricade to barricade. Anything in between is completely f- filled with zombie. Uh, you have the, this character who actually managed to invent a, a weapon to, uh, uh, to 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 defeat the zombies, and um, unfortunately, it's it's amazingly animated. But unfortunately, it ended up being really pretty boring. Uh, I'm getting some Attack on Titan vibes from it. Well, it is with Studio. Uh, it is an adaptation, and uh, yes, it is from... Uh, wait, is it Sumerisuri adaptation? Is it the original? This is not clear. Let just me... Uh, let me Wikipedia it uh, quickly, quickly. Sure. Cabaneri of the Iron Fortress is the English name. Oh no, it's actually uh, an original anime. So it's not uh, adapted from anything. Which is which is really fucking strange because uh, in the middle of it, it just kind of dragged on. There was just some arc that dragged on forever and it just fucking sucked. Uh, also, the, the ending and the villain just sucked. So that's disappointing. Another thing it has in common with Attack on Titan. <laughs> I have yet to see the ending. I'm waiting for the anime. But yes, I have heard about it. Apparently everyone is mad. Is it that bad? Without spoiling? <clears throat> no, I kind of liked it. Oh, really? It, it's unconventional. I can see why some people hate it, but I liked it. So, Alright, so I'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> I'll I'll give my opinion. So uh, probably, wh- when was it? Uh, uh, next winter, I think. So in six months. Something like that. All right. So uh, l- let's move on. Okay. Next is Kisniver. Oh boy! A- another trigger production. All right. I'll I'll read the synopsis. All right. Go ahead. Fictional Japanese city named Sugomori City is built on reclaimed land. 
but as the years go by, the city's population is decreasing. One day, Sonosaki tells her classmate, Katsuhira, you have been selected to be a Kizniver. The Kizuna system, which allows Katsuhiro to share his wounds, connects him to the classmates whose lives and personalities completely differ from his. The, Ki the Kizuna system is an incomplete system for the implementation of world peace that connects people through wounds. All those who are connected to the system are called Kiznivers. When one Kiznivers is wounded, the system divides and transmits the wound among the other Kiznivers. So yeah, so basically uh, the characters that you see in the top and and uh, any list, they're all the main character. This they're the Kiznivers, they're the one connected. Uh, in a way, they're all broken kids. Uh, uh, they're also mostly lone wolf for one reason or another. And um, I'm not sure how to explain uh, the show because um, uh, th th this is one of those trigger thing where uh, th the show had a massive fucking pacing problem. Oh, the tags say it has bullying and homo shit. Uh, does it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember it does. I, I remember it does. I, I I don't like um, yeah no LGBTQ plus team yes but obviously it's anime so it's not woke still wrong <laughs> but whatever right. so yeah it, you still think this is worth watching uh, this is not bad but uh, with with everything triggered that is not like their own original stuff it goes. Um, the pacing goes really haywire. So this is not terrible, but be careful. <laughs> gotcha. So moving on to Netage no Yame wa Onanoko Janai to Omota. Okay, and the English title is And You Thought There Is Never a Girl Online? English title is fucking terrible. It's not a direct translation. Let, 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 let me go get the, the Wikipedia. So wh what does Wikipedia... Because Wikipedia has a direct translation of the title. Who, who the fuck chose that title? Uh, literally, you tough your online game, wife wasn't a girl. There you go. Uh, a much better title. Yeah, I like the internet better when there weren't any girls on it, but that changed with <laughs> Facebook and the iPhone. So... All right, let, let's just go with the synopsis. The story centers on Hideki Nishimura, a young man who confessed to a person he thought was a girl online, only for that person to turn out to be a boy. He keeps this black history secret and swears to never trust a girl online again. However, one day a girl online confesses to him, and it turns out she's actually a beautiful girl named Ako Tamaki. Ako cannot tell the difference between the online world and reality. She's fucking autistic. And she is a loner who has trouble communicating. Hideki and his friend from his guild uh, decide to work together to correct her. So it turns out that basically every single uh, uh, person in his small guild is actually a girl, and wacky adventure happens. Yeah, like we say with all comedy anime, it, it's hard to talk about it. You either find it funny or you don't. Yeah, I, 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 found, I found it pretty nice. It, it wasn't bad. 
Yeah, tags, edgy, harem, nudity. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, nu- um, nudity somewhat. I mean, you, you never see an apples, but uh, uh, once the character revealed, w- one of the um, uh, the character in the online games get um, gender switch, if if I recall correctly. Uh, so, like the characters are, are kind of reflect in the online game now, and one of the character w- was uh, using a boy avatar with nearly no clothes. So now it's a girl avatar with nearly no clothes, and this was weird. But anyways, <laughs> mo- moving on to uh, oh yeah, this one Joker game. Good lord, this one was I, I think the whole thing went over my head. Ah. All right, let me read this synopsis. All right. In 1937, before World War II begins in earnest, Lieutenant Colonel Yuuki of the Imperial Japanese Army forms the D Agency, an army intelligence outfit under his command and tutelage. Army general staff attaches Lieutenant Sakuma to observe the unit's performance. D Agency casts a wide net to find agents beyond Japanese military personnel, and Yuuki establishes D Agency's tenets, which go against IJA doctrine. Don't kill, don't get killed, don't get captured. With this, Yuuki trains a team of operatives who conduct missions against domestic and foreign powers. That sounds like a low-tech version of Ghost in the Shell. I actually didn't watch Ghost in the Shell. I know shameful, but yeah, yeah. I was wondering if I should call you a fucking normie, but that is a normie <laughs> anime. But it's also a pretty good one. Yeah, I, actually, I I watched some of it. Uh, it aired on YTV, but the dumb fuck put it at like um, at two a.m. or three a.m. So when it came to it, when it was time to watch it, it was too fucking tired. I could barely fucking watch it. No, you couldn't tape it? And uh, No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have the equipment for it. Oh, anyway. So, uh, anyways... Uh, Joker the, game. Uh, this enemy kind of went over my head. Um, you see, you get all these characters that basically looks very fucking f- similar. And then you have, like, small arcs with things happening, people dying. And I'm like... Where's all the the other characters? Where are they even important? Um, is it is it because uh, are they actually involved in all this shit going on? Is it actually mind game? Because I have no idea uh, if these characters were involved or not. Because they all fucking looks like each other. So I think the whole thing just went over my head. I just didn't get it. Yeah, maybe some was cut from the original material. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it wasn't terrible, but I feel like I was missing something. Maybe just me being dumb. Uh, or really, the, the character design of a pro, had that problem. The, I think it was actually the point that all of the character looks uh, like each other, and it just completely went over my head. Yeah, so that's, I, a, that's a common problem with artists creating a cast of characters. Well, uh, well I, I mean... It, w- it might actually be the point they're supposed to be kind of like um, uh, intelligent intelligence agent. They glow so, in the dark. Got it. Yeah, they glow in the dark. So they, it might actually have been the point 
and it just kind of went over my head. So I I cannot not recommend it or recommend it. I suppose the, the story stand alone, like watch like this, this wasn't bad, but I feel like I didn't get it. And it's still the creator's job to make sure like the audience knows what's going on so they can at least tell the characters apart visually. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's a me problem or if it's another problem that has the issue. Sometimes when I want to watch anime, I, I don't like... I, 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 I don't pay like the best atten- of attention. Maybe it's one of those shows that you really have to artistically um, analyze it. And I just fucking didn't. I mean, I mean, it's valid. There's some shows that you have to turn off your fucking brain. There's some shows that you have to actually fucking analyze. And maybe I was just not in the mood. Uh, But uh, I'm also terribly bad uh, at reading between the lines and symbolic stuff and and stuff like this. So maybe it just wasn't for me. Yeah, I, I do have to concur that the characters all look pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that was the point or not. I just no, don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, shows like Full Metal Alchemist, where most of the characters wear the same uniform, but they all still manage to look distinct. Yeah, even if some have some uh, same face going on. Uh, I'm trying to remember a show that has some awful same face, but uh, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, the... The JoJo manga author has a serious problem with same face. That's why uh, he plasters the characters with ridiculous costumes and hairstyles to make them look different. Yeah, but if you look at just the faces, they're all the same. Yeah, uh, one one person that has a, a massive problem with same face is the Fate artist. Literally the same face for all of the characters. Yeah, all the same shovel face. Uh, so, one one artist who who does uh, draw different faces well is the guy who did Monster and Twentieth uh, Century Boys. I, I still have to watch that. I, everyone keeps telling me that it's amazing. It just I just have to find the time. Yeah, Monster was fantastic. Just have to find the time. But uh, anyway, is there anything else to say about it? Now let's move on. Yeah, let's just move on. So let's move on to Sean and Maid. Synopsis: Chihiro. Komiya is an is an energetic elementary school student who has was living with his mom. Chiro is very good at doing housework and chores, and his mother's motto is no work, no food. After his mother suddenly dies, a man named Madoka Taketori, who claims to be his uncle, shows up and asks Chiro to come live with him. Chiro initially refuses, but when seeing the horribly dirty state of Madaka's rich home, uh, he decides to start cleaning it. Then Madaka makes another offer to Chiro that he comes to live with him, but in exchange, uh, Chiro will do the housework. Chiro accepts this deal, but suddenly finds himself in a maid uniform. The synopsis sounds uh, creepy in a way, but I'm telling you it's not. It's a, it's a really cute slice of life. Oh, this isn't straight shoto porn? No. No, no. The, 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 there's no porn. Even if there's cross-dressing and all of that, there, there's like nothing questionable, if I recall correctly. Uh, I find that hard to believe, but you've actually watched this. So yeah, I'll, I'll believe I, you. I'm telling you. I, I mean... Uh, 
one of the tag is the shoujo, so uh, it, it was just a cute shoujo, really. Um, Nothing else. Yeah, about yeah let's move on to something more wholesome, like <laughs> slaughtering yeah, cockroach people on Mars. Yeah, Terraformas uh, for Mars Revenge. We already talked about this, so I won't go into the synopsis. But uh, this is the somewhat disappointing season because after the absolutely fucking amazing um, season one, you get season two with that change of studio. And with this change of studio means a change in art style. The super mature art that you used to have in season one is kind of not so much anymore. Yeah, I don't like this new art style. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, also, uh, season one was uh, more about the character's story. This, um, uh, you you still get some backstory, but uh, I mean, the the main story actually moves on. And this yeah. one, people don't even look like Obama anymore. <laughs> But yeah, uh, nothing else. It's just kind of disappointing after the amazing season one. Oh, apparently the manga is an hiatus. That's disappointing. Oh, I haven't caught up with it. Too much yeah, other yeah. stuff I'm reading. I, yeah, and list says it's an hiatus. That sucks. I, I hope it won't get canceled. So nothing else to say about it. Uh, moving on to Kaito Joker season three. It's more of that. Nothing else to say. Right. So, so now, uh, Uchu Patrol Luluko, another trigger anime, and since and since this one is like, um, uh, it, it is is a is a well, it's a short and it's original. This one was actually pretty good. So let's just go with the synopsis, which probably won't help at all. Okay, this show takes place in. Uh, Ogi Kubo, which is the name of the specifically designed area in space and the Milky Way where Earthling and Alien can live together. Luluko is a female middle school student who lives with her father, and no matter where she is, uh, Luluko is a common supernormal girl. As she is living in her normal life, one day the mysterious transfer student a Omega Nova abruptly appears before her. That meeting will change Luluko's fate. So basically, um, she joined the Space Patrol and um, sh- shit gets crazy. Uh, I-, I actually have forgotten to talk about Inferno Cup uh, a while ago. Y- you have seen Inferno Cup, right? No, I haven't. Really? Uh, it's by Trigger. It's uh, barely animated. It's a short. Okay, yeah, I've seen clips of this. It's fucking hilarious. The, the story is ridiculous. The story is so fucking stupid. You'd swear it's written by a six years old, but it, it, it's awesome. And, and yes, it's actually connected to a Space Patrol uh, Luco. Now, is it, they share the same universe or something? Yes. Yes, I, I think um, uh, the uh, Inferno Cup is their uh, is the policy for something like that. 
Is he actually animated in this? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's, it's been a long ass time. Five years. Yeah, you've seen hundreds of different anime in the last five years, haven't you? Yes, a shitload. But anyways, this is like a an eight minute short. Just watch the first episode and see for yourself. Yeah, I've only seen, I've only seen this in reaction pics on 4chan. Oh no! Actually, the the director is uh, not uh, is not Inferno Cup. Like it's a different character, but he looks similar. Inferno Cup is actually actually appears in it. But oh, whatever. Yeah. Let, let's just move on. So okay. uh, also this season there was Ensetsu Kyushitsu Two, uh, Assassination Classroom Two. Uh, is it the one? Uh, is it actually the end? Yes, I believe it's actually the end. It's... Uh... Uh, I, yeah, I've been m- meaning to watch this for freaking years, or read the manga or something, because I've heard nothing but great things about it. The, the anime is actually complete. I mean, uh, season 2 is 25 episodes, and it ends to the story, so it should be like the whole thing. Oh, green-haired girl is not showing proper trigger discipline. I'm disappointed. <laughs> so, anyways, nothing more to say. It, it finishes the story. It's fantastic. Please watch it. All right. Next is Sakamoto Desuga. Yeah, this is the one we're supposed to watch. Oh, sh- oh, this. Yeah, I had an internet friend show me the manga of this whenever the manga came out. I thought it was pretty amusing. Yes, yeah, so f- for a while there was also memes that uh, this was Bayonetta's son. Yeah, he does look like him, and he's really slick and uh, quick-moving. Yeah, the, uh, this is all... Yeah, he's, he's slick, stylish, quick-moving. There's also the glasses. Yeah, I told my internet friend, this is what it would be like if you took a JoJo character and put them in a normal universe. <laughs> and also, in the memes, the father was Kojima. Because of the glasses. Yeah. All right. I'll read the synopsis. All right. First-year high school student Sakamoto isn't just cool. He's the coolest. Almost immediately after starting school, he began attracting everyone's attention. The girls love him, and most of the boys resent him. There's even a boy in the class who works as a model, but who was constantly upstaged by Sakamoto. No matter what tricks the other boys try to play on him, Sakamoto always manages to foil them with ease and grace. Though Sakamoto may seem cool and aloof, he helps others when asked, such as in the case of a boy in his class who was being constantly bullied. No matter what difficulties Sakamoto encounters, he moves through his high school life with confidence and class. So, how to even explain this comedy? You know all these shows with the the impossibly cool main character who who can... um, just overcome everything, you know, just like uh, Mao Gekuen. Yeah. I- imagine w- this character put in a comedy instead. This is what happens. Yeah, and all the other characters, at least the bit I, I read, all the other characters are normal people. Yeah, they're, they're like really normal people. And they just have this crazy-ass anime character dropped into their lives, and they don't know how to handle it. 
yeah, th- th- this is really weird, but this is really funny and worth watching. Like, a top comedy, really. Yeah, I liked it. Th- this is great. So, uh, since the comedy, no more to say, but I think I actually sold it properly this time. Yeah, you did a good job. So, uh, let's just go with uh, anime of the season. So, number three, another comedy back one. This is also one that you were supposed to watch. <laughs> oh, sorry, I prepared for the wrong season. Yeah, whatever, it's, it's fine. Oh, so, I've, seen, I've seen a little bit of this. Oh, you've seen a little bit of this? Yeah. So, uh, can you read the synopsis? Okay. Riding a bicycle may be better than walking, but when another girl zips past her on the way to class, Sakura Hane realizes that that there's an even better option, motorcycles. Fortunately, Sakura's all-girls school just happens to have a motorcycle club. It only has one member, though, the mysterious Raimu Kawasaki. (laughs) Kawasaki? It's motorcycle brand? Yes, it's on purpose. Yeah, who's never been seen without her face-obscuring helmet. But that changes immediately once Sakura and the girl who passed her, Onsa Amano, sign up and start recruiting. It won't all be easy riding. Sakura still has to earn her license, and there are problems like the club's official status having slipped, and the need to recruit a faculty sponsor. So, to go with the Kawasaki girl, there's Rin Suzunoki, and yeah, and she's a Suzuki fangirl. So yes, the the the, the brands are actually uh, mentioned in the, the anime. Yeah, but this is totally different from Super Cub because this is a comedy with a lot, a lot of edgy. Yes, and it, it's really darn funny. This is another one that has like weird ass moments, and it's really funny. It's really worth watching, and this is why it's. Uh, uh, number three anime of the season. Yeah, the little bit I saw when this first came out, I enjoyed. So j- just watch it and uh, see for yourself. So uh, nothing else to say since the comedy. Uh, going on to uh, number two, it's, it's Ushio Totora uh, season two. It actually finishes the story. As far as I know, it adapts the old thing. Uh, yeah, this one, uh, you convinced me that this was a really kick-ass show I need to watch. At least and you, the, the first season. Uh, why did you watch the first season? Yeah, you gotta watch all of it. <laughs> no, I mean the first season, which we is what we've already okay, covered. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what he meant. But uh, anyways, I already talked about it. Uh, it's awesome, watch it. And anime of this season, I've... Also, already talked about it. Concrete Revolution, uh, chosen, chosen Gensho, the last song. I already covered it in uh, the other episodes, so I'll just leave it for this season. That's fine. So, uh, for Ants, it's been a long ass while, but we can actually go to the next season. Do we have enough time for summer 2016? Uh, yeah, let's. Let's try to do it reasonably quick, because I took a bunch of notes, actually. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. We don't have to do it quick. We can do it properly. I mean, it's not, it's not that much longer than the other season. So let's just uh, go ahead. Okay. So uh, summer 2016. Shout out to Mob Psycho 100. Have you seen this? Yeah, this is by the original creator of One Punch Man. Yeah, and uh, and his manga. Uh, it's actually in his art style. It's not drawn by somebody else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess One Punch Man was such a big success that they can do another one that's actually in the style of the original author, who's he's not that skilled, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's not that skilled. However, uh, is uh, the art is not terrible and it's actually pretty unique. So it's an it's interesting in this way. Yeah, it's like he was self-taught, and you could slowly see him getting better over time. Uh, also, but I, I'd say that uh, one is uh, the other's name is actually a really skilled writer. That, yeah, Mob Psycho One Hundred is really good. That, that that's what that's what you come for for this manga. I mean, One Punch Man looks amazing because of the mangaka that's adapting it. But uh, w- what really makes you stay? is the uh, other's uh, writing. Uh, one has a really, a, a just a, a way to write everything he does that's just fantastic. That's just also fantastic. Uh, it's it just not black and white, you know? Yeah, and Mob Psycho 100 also stars an overpowered protagonist, but this is a lot different. Mm-hmm. So, all right, this synopsis, the story revolves around our own mob, a boy will explode if his emotional capacity reach 100. This uh, this boy with psi- with psychic powers earned his nickname Bob because he does not stand out among other people. He keeps his psychic power bottled up so he can live normally. But his emotion, but if his emotional level reach 100, something will overwhelm his entire body. Man, that was simple. <laughs> yeah, it gets a lot more complicated. Yeah, you have this character, uh, Ray Reagan, uh, who Mob works for. He's um, uh, he's a con artist. He uh, exercises spirits for for people, but he, he kind of uses Mob in a way. The character is kind of a scumbag, but at the same time, he kind of actually cares about Mob. So. Uh, what you see, this non-black and white thing, it goes on for pretty much most of the characters. Oh, yeah, the story takes some interesting turns. Uh, I definitely recommend this as a yes. really good opening song, too. Yes, there, there's two seasons, and it's a fantastic watch. So, um, something else to say? No, let's go on. So, moving on to Shokugeki no Soma Ninosa. Nothing else to say. It's season two of that. It conti- it continues being great, so let's just move on to New Game. Sure. New Game, I'm pretty sure you've seen this character on the Fediverse. Yes. So, a synopsis. Fresh out of high school, 18-year-old Aoba Suzukaze is bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and ready for her first day of work at her dream job. She's joining the character design team at Eagle Jump, the company that makes her favorite video games. 
but the real world of office culture can be a challenge for a total noob. From her awkward first day to her uh, first game's debut, uh, she's got a lot of skills to master. Luckily, her charming determination wins over even her quirkiest of co-workers, and before she knows it, Aobaz joined the party. No way is this girl 18. Yeah, yeah, the, the show makes um, makes a point that she's kind of really small for age. <laughs> but, I mean, the show is about finishing school and entering uh, the workforce, so. Oh, the beginning of the end for Japanese people. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this one's pretty cute. Uh, uh, tags, yeah, cute girls doing cute things. And and this um, and this one, it's working in an office that may gain. So it's 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 mostly like a slice of guy, life about uh, the well about working in an office that uh, makes video game. It's pretty cute, and it's actually it was actually a pretty great one. Uh, there's a, a trilogy of books that were just full of uh, interviews with. Japanese game developers, mostly from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, the Untold Story of Japanese Game Developers by yeah, John Zapaniak. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, you should give him your money. Uh, I should, but I have so much to read already. <laughs> I have so much to read. All right, let's move on. Moving on to Konobi Jutsubu Niwa Mandai Garu. The English title is This Hard Club Has a Problem. Alright, I'll read the synopsis. Perfect. The anime focuses on an art club in a certain middle school and its members. Subaru Uchimaki, who is a genius at drawing faces but only wants to draw the perfect 2D wife. Colette, a rich troublemaker who never stops making mischief. And the club president, who sleeps through sessions and collects sleeping aids. Mizuki Usami is the only person in the club who wants to do art club-like activities and constantly struggles to do so. So, th- th- this is a club bullshit uh, comedy anime. It's centered around the club shenanigans and, and, and its member. Uh, the main character is uh, pretty much uh, the, the boy who uh, draws uh, 2D waifus. And... Um, and the girl, yeah, Mizuki Semi, uh, uh, Mizuki has kind of a massive crush on uh, on the boy Subaru Chimaki, but of course he only cares about his uh, 2D wives, and that's where uh, that, that that's the quirkiness of the show. It's cute. It's a nice slice of life. Is it, how much of this is about the characters creating their own art? Because that always interests me. Uh, very little, I'm afraid. If 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 you're looking for a for a show that's about, um, you know, you want a show that's like teaching you stuff. That's what you mean. Uh, it it can be, or it could just be about the the characters struggle to create something that they want to show to other people. Somewhat, but no, I, I don't think you're you're gonna find this here. It's it, it just about an art club, not about really the, the art itself. All right, I should watch Azokin instead? Uh, probably. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, th- th- 
the the next one is really good. I, I think you will love the next one. Okay, taboo tattoo. Uh this was fucking amazing. I I'll read the synopsis. Uh, the manga which this will be based on follows Justice Akazuka, nicknamed Seigi, a young man who is good at martial art. Seigi rescues a homeless old man on the street one day from some thugs, and the man gives Seigi an object that imprints a tattoo on his palm. However, it is not an ordinary tattoo, but a special weapon that gives Seigi supernatural powers such as warping space-time. Seigi then meets a, a female American agent named uh, Iji, whose duty is to, is to recover the tattoos. Uh, Seigi decides to help her and gets wrapped up in a cross-national conspiracy. Uh, you love B movie, right? Yeah. This is this is like the the anime equivalent of a of a of a B movie action movie. Yeah, the poster looks pretty cool. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking cheesy. The villain, the the main villainess, uh, is extremely likable. Like you actually like uh, seeing her uh, appear on screen, and. Um, this is clear that this dude really loves um, American action movie. You know, like the, the the B movie action movie. This is very clear that this guy has has watched a lot of these. Yeah, this looks pretty freaking rad. I'm gonna add this to my list. Yeah, there's actually you you know since it involves American, you actually see like. Um, the kind of uh, muscle uh, action hero with like machine guns and stuff like this. Right. And th- th- this is just fucking great. J- just watch this. All right. I will watch Taboo Tattoo. I, I-, I cannot praise this enough. I actually bought the Blu ray. But it didn't make your anime of the season? No, because uh, let me check. Yeah, the, the, these were. Uh, the, the, these were hard to beat. So let's just go ahead with uh, right. Love Live Sunshine. So th- this is the the second series of Love of Love Live. This follows a new cast of characters, and uh, this is kind of a sequel, but um, it, it still has. Uh, actually, um, you should watch the first season before watching this. I'm just gonna read the, the synopsis. The plot first. actually matters. Uh, I, I'll tell. I'll tell you after the synopsis. So, right. Uranoshi Girls High School, a private school in the seaside neighborhood of Uchira at Numazu City, uh, Shizuoka Prefecture, a small high school in the corner of uh, Surigabe. It is home to nine teens led by second-year Chika Takemi, driven by one seriously big dream, to become the next generation of bright, sparkling school idols. As long as we don't give up, uh, any dreams can come true. All we have to do is keep pushing hard for fame and glory. Now their school idol project begins to make their dream come true. That tells you fucking nothing. But... But anyways, uh, you have to watch this first season because um, they, they pulled something controversial. Uh, 
the beginning of Love Life Sunshine is kind of a clone of the first season. However, if you continue watching, you'll see why they did this. I I don't agree with this, but you'll see why they did this. Uh, Basically, uh, in the first Love Live, the girls um, make an idol unit, and they try to win the Love Live to save their school. The same exact thing happens in, in this one. However, I'm not going to say any more to not spoil what happens, but it eventually evolved into its own thing. And uh, I still don't agree what they pulled off. It it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Trying to debate whether I should have you spoil it or not, because sometimes a spoiler can make something more interesting. Okay, let's let, let just go ahead and say, uh, basically, it uh, it's not a complete clone of it, obviously, but uh, the main character, Chica, it, she's practically Anoka. They're practically the same character. They have, the, uh, they have to, to save their school. They have similar uh, house uh, environment, like uh, Anoka lived the uh, in a bakery, she lives in a inn. Uh, Chica lives in a inn. You know, like similarities like this. However, it eventually spin off to um, uh, because they want to follow Muse, uh, the the group from uh, the first series. They want to follow their footsteps, but it eventually goes into you know uh, Aquas. Aquas, I, I believe it's uh, pronounced. Aquas is not Muse. Aquas, Aqua. That that's what it eventually evolved into. I just don't agree how they went with it. Hmm. So what's so what's so different about it? Well, of, obviously, there's all the there's a completely different cast of character with a completely uh, different personality. Uh, for the better or for the worse. So. Uh, Watch it, see if you like it better than season one. Maybe you prefer the girls from Aqua. Maybe you prefer the girl from the first season. But it's still a good watch, uh, good songs. And if you like season one, you'll still like this. All right. Which one of these Moe blobs is the best girl? Uh, and Aqua, uh, it's either Marie or Yoshiko. Y- y- Yoshiko is the... Um, uh, well, people call her autistic because she has a chunibyo. Yeah, we've discussed, uh, what do they call it, eighth grader syndrome? Yes. And uh, Marie is the blonde one uh, that that lived in America for a couple of years. So she keeps spouting uh, stupid English stuff. So yeah, the, the, I, I'm not sure which between the two are the best girls, but I love these characters. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, this one is a controversial one. And Dakun. All right, let me read this. All right. Hated by everyone around him, Sei Honda goes about his high school life regarded as an outcast, or at least that's what he believes. In reality, Sei is the most popular student on campus, revered by all for his incomparable calligraphy skills, good looks, and cool personality. 
However, due an en endless series of misunderstandings, Honda perceives the worship he receives from his legions of fans as bullying, leading the school's idol to shut himself off from the rest of his classmates. But distancing himself from his peers doesn't deter them from adoring him. In fact, his attempts at drawing attention away from himself often end up unintentionally converting even the most skeptical of students into believers, fashion models, shut-in delinquents, obsessive fangirls, and more. None can stand against the brilliance that is say Honda. Why is this controversial? This is actually a spin-off to Barakaman. Barakaman, I already told you, is a 10 out of 10. And this is a really fucking weird spin-off. Really? Yeah, so I, I can't understand. Uh, people love Barakaman. And then they go to this and they're like, what the fuck is this? What's, what's so different about it? Uh, I'd say that uh, what's really weird is how it starts. Uh, you see like the, the four boys and the, um, the, the, the poster. Yeah. There, uh, there, there is fan club. And then it starts with his fan clubs kind of presenting a movie about um, the main character with this say and and it's just fucking weird and the main character no the first episode was fucking terrible Be because it gives you like a really strange impression you're just like what the fuck am I watching however if you if you try to forget that it's attached to this 10 out of 10 series it's actually not terrible once you get over like the weirdest the weirdest way they, they actually started the, the series it's actually a pretty funny comedy it's all about misunderstandings and the misunderstandings are actually pretty funny <laughs> so of course as told about uh, as told in the synopsis you have, you have Enda thinking that everyone hates him and it just leads to crazy situation and it, it it's really funny. You just have to forget that it's attached to Barakaman. Because in a way, it has fuck all to do with Barakaman. Because it's it's set like years earlier in high school. Yeah. And that's it, really. Uh, uh, should I, you watch it uh, before or after Barakaman? After, probably. Or, or maybe before. I... I, the thing is that it was kind of weird because since it's set in high school, they, they couldn't really re reference anything in Bayakamon. So th this is just strange. I think you can just watch it before, but then it's going to give you weird impression of Bayakamon. So this is just like, uh, uh, why does this exist? I mean, it's, it's not as if it was terrible, but it, it just it's just weird. Like, who wanted this? <laughs> like I say, it's, it's not bad. I, I quite liked it. I found it quite funny. But it's just... The fuck is this? <laughs> and it's always going to be compared to the series that you think is near perfect. Pretty much. So, nothing else said about it. It's just a complete oddity. So, let, let's just move on. Okay. Oh, this one was uh, pretty good. Uh, Amanchu. Gay. What? Gay. What? Gay. Why? 
No, it, it just looks that way. No, no. Two girls it's... holding hands. No, it, it's about friendship. One of the tags is Yuri. <sighs> No. No. <laughs> All right, tell me about it. I I, I don't think I will call I will call it Yuri, but uh, let's just go with uh, the synopsis. Ikari Kurinata is a cheerful fifteen-year-old girl. Calling her cheerful is an understatement. She is the gankiest fuck, the, the gankiest girl ever who lives near the ocean and she spends most of her time diving as a result on her first day of school she meets a teacher who also likes scuba diving there's also a, a 16 year old classmate futaba who gets dragged along and Nikari's male storm as soon as they meet at school so th this series is drawn beautifully to say that it's beautiful to watch is an understatement. Like, the, the line art is solid as fuck. Yeah, I'm looking at the attached trailer on mute, and it looks really good. It looks fucking amazing. And, uh, of course, this is one of those, like, a cute slice of life about a particular subject. And this one is the is beaches and ocean. And they actually go diving. It's just beautiful to look at. The main character is Genki as fuck. Uh, but even despite that, it's actually a really relaxing watch. And uh, th th this is quite the show. This is quite the show. Not, not, not to be missed. Hmm. Yeah, completely different than my first impression then. <laughs> Yeah, really different. So let's just move on. All right. I'm going to add that to my list. Binan Coco, Chikyu Buebu Love Love. This is the, the, uh, the sequel to that series. Nothing else to say. It's a lot like season one. So if you like season one, just keep watching. Okay. Moving on to a, a, a weird short. Why the fuck did I pick this up? Why the fuck did I pick this up? The Psyche so, Kusuo? No, it's... Uh, I, I might have not given you this. Uh, uh, Fudenshi Koko Seketsu. The comedy depicts the daily life of Sakaguchi, a high, bo high school boy, and also a Fudenshi who loves boy love story, stories. He loves yaoi. Uh, Fondenshi is a word play on Fujoshi, literally rotten girl, the slang for women who love uh, boy love yaoi stories. This is like a four minute short. It was kind of funny, but uh, the, uh, this is a Jose. This is really rare. <laughs> and uh, I think it was kind of funny, but we're not the audience for it. Yeah, I get what you mean. We're absolutely not the audience. Well, it, it was not a terrible watch, despite of that. But anyways, moving on to uh, Jujo no Kimyo na Boken, Diamond wa Kudakenai, or uh, Jujo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamonds is Unbreakable. Yeah, season four of the legendary Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. 
Okay, so th this was good, but this is not my favorite season. Yeah, this is a nice change of pace from the previous season. They had this over-the-top power-hungry villain. Yeah, this, and, takes and you... this takes place in a small town, and it has a villain who lives a mostly quiet life. It just occasionally he kills a woman and carries her severed hand around with him until it rots. Yeah, this is one of the things I like about Jojo. So we just went from massive worldwide adventure to small town. Yeah, it's a nice change of pace. Uh, this one is really interesting because also uh, the, um, uh, the, the, the one before that was actually focusing on, on the teamwork. But this one, actually, each character kinds of get their own thing going on. Yeah, and stand powers are more creative here than they were in uh, Stardust Crusaders. Yeah, Stardust Crusaders, anyways, it was uh, the first time stands appeared, so... Uh, it, yeah, most of them were just attack stands. But in this, they become more creative. They have really weird effects at times. Yeah, I actually got... Um, it, it, that's where it really started playing with the idea... So let's just go with the synopsis. It's the year 1999, 11 years after Jotaro Kujo desperate fight against Dio and Egypt. Jotaro meets with Josuke Igashikata, the illegitimate son of his grandfather, Joseph Drostar. He discovered that Josuke also has the same stand power and that a new threat is surfacing in Morio City. Yeah, I have to agree. This is not my favorite JoJo part. That that would be part two, but this is still excellent. Yeah, yeah, this is nice. This is a nice change of pace, and it was well worth watching. I have nothing particular to say about it. Yeah, when I was I was watching this every week as it aired. One time, my roommate walked in when I was watching the scene where Rohan uses his stand to open up Koichi's head and. Like a book and peer through it. <laughs> what did like, he say? Uh, I just told him it was JoJo and he understood. Okay. <laughs> so, alright. Anything else to say about it? No, th this is good stuff. You should watch I, it. I mean, it's JoJo, so j just fucking watch it already. Yeah, the worst JoJo is still better than most anime. Second most popular of all time? What? Uh, yeah, oh, maybe in the ONA format. So, anyways, the. the um, Let's move on to real life. Apparently, the second most popular of all time, but I think it's for the ONA format, which is original net animation. Uh. I still have to watch the final arc. I'm I'm just procrastinating on it. And uh. all right, I'll read the synopsis. All right. The story follows Kaizaki Arata, a 27-year-old jobless man who fails at every job interview he had after quitting his last company. His life changes after he met Yoake Ryo of the Real Life Research Institute, who offered him a drug that can change his appearance to 17 years old and to become a subject in an experiment for one year. Thus, he begins his life as a high school student once more. So th the point of the experiment is... Um for him to um uh to 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 kind of uh, get a second life uh, uh get a second chance at life 
to to basically go back to school and uh, uh, to have a school experience that that you're supposed to have you know you're supposed to increase your social skill you know when you're in school you're stuck with all these people so it's it's uh, a bit easier well maybe not for me <laughs> But it, it's easier, you know, to get to know people and increase your, your social skill. I think that's the point of school and that's the point of uh, of the show. And uh, at the end of the experiment, apparently, he's guaranteed to get a job. So, um, well, that, that's why the main character went into it. And it was actually pretty fantastic. This was... Um, I kind of changed my mind about it, but this was the third enemy of the season that I put. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. Usually when an anime character gets a new chance at life, it's in the form of an isekai. Yeah, and in this one, it's just kind of uh, getting a chance to go back to high school. And it's it's, it's actually really fucking good. Uh, what I remembered... Um, what well, not what I remember, sorry. Um, th- there's also th- the thing is that I, I put it in uh, the third uh, be- best enemy of the season originally because there's something amazing that happened that happens in the last episode. It's well worth watching for this masterful moment, for this amazing reveal. Really. Yes, I need to watch I, this. I really fucking love the reveal. The, the, the reveal was fucking brilliant. The, the way the reveal went, you, you just sit with fucking blow your mind. You, you will love it. And uh, right. it's well worth watching. So uh, anything else to say about it? No, I'm going to add this to my list with the star next to it because this looks really cool. All right, so moving on to uh, Gyakuten Saiban Sono Shinjitsu Igeri, uh, also known as the Phoenix, right, anime? Yeah, I saw the first episode of this, and I saw a YouTuber, uh, a guy who's a real-life lawyer, who is uh, watching it and laughing at it as it goes along. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. He, he was saying things like, I wish I could introduce evidence anytime I felt like it. <laughs> Yeah, that's not how it works. Uh, Yeah, I've played like five or six of the Phoenix Wright games. I like them a lot. Yeah, I I played most of them. I I, I was... uh, Actually, I played all of them. Uh, I I was waiting. uh, I actually even acquired the Japanese game of the Great Attorney to be able to put the patch. And then fucking Capcom actually announced uh, them. Uh, to release and switch, so I'm just waiting for that, and I've played absolutely all of them. Oh, I th- think I've missed some of the ones on 3DS. Like, I have the ROMs, I just haven't played them. Oh, I played them. The, the first one, uh, Dual Destinies, is not so good. It's actually a low point for the series. However, Spirit of Justice is fucking amazing. It's one of the best games in the series. All right, I should play it then. However, have you played Apollo Justice? Yes. Okay, because you really need to play Apollo Justice to play a Spirit of Justice. Yeah, I've seen like Phoenix Wright's whole character arc in that game. Yeah, 
Spirit of Justice is actually uh, Apple Justice too. All right. So, anyways, moving on. Uh, for those who don't know the uh, series, I'll just talk about. Uh, I'll just say the synopsis. A rookie liar, Ryuichi Naruto, Phoenix Wright in the uh, in the game. Uh, actually, it it makes complete sense that they uh, have localized the name because every single name in the series is actually a pun, a pun, a joke, a reference. Right. So uh, I think the localized version uh, actually changed all of these, makes sense. And not only this, I think it was Crunchyroll. Uh, they, uh, whoever translated this, actually made a fantastic uh, job because um, they actually put all of the localized shit in the subtitles. Oh, yeah. So if you played the game, that, that's how it goes. If you want to play the game later, that's how it goes. Yeah, it uses all the official English names. Yes, so uh, that that was nice work. Uh, so, all right. Uh, rookie liar Ryuichi Naruto faces his first murder case. The accused defendant is his grade uh, school classmate, Masashi Yari. With limited evidence, logic has, has become the only weapon Naruto has in order to turn the case around when all the odds are stacked against him. All right, this doesn't say much, but unfortunately, what I'm going to have to say is don't watch the anime. Play the game. Yeah, the games are definitely better, and they really make you feel like you're a desperate rookie lawyer flailing around looking for something to prove his client not guilty. God, the game is fucking amazing. Uh, Basically, it's a visual novel with some sort of point-and-click adventure, uh, which eventually turns into, um, well, into a courtroom battle. It's really interesting. So uh, you have like the, um, the investigation part. You talk with people. You gather evidence. Uh, no, it's not like an ad- uh, the old adventure game. You cannot advance if uh, the, the the gamer don't let you advance until you have like everything you need. So there's um, uh, th- there's there's no game over because of that or anything. And then it goes into the courtroom. You have the witness testimony, and then um, uh, you press the testimony for more information. And uh, at each testimony, you can present evidence to um, well, well, that contradict uh, or as uh, or is it related to what uh, the witness is saying. And it's just fucking amazing. It's probably one of the best uh, visual uh, novel. Um, of recent ages, there's like eight game by now or something, uh, and there's also a spin-off that's um, Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton that was also fucking amazing. Yeah, another good series of games. Yeah, and uh, believe it or not, but the the crossover, it the the mixed gameplay was really good. You you get Professor Layton gameplay. You get Phoenix Wright gameplay, and you also get um, Professor Layton style character, but also Phoenix Wright style character. The this kind of of crazy because um, 
the the art style between the main characters clashes a little. Yeah. But but uh, man, yeah. th that was a fantastic game. Yeah, the Phoenix Wright anime is not bad. Even the live action movie wasn't bad. But you I should did... you should be playing the games. The the live action movie uh, was is probably one of the best video game movie of all time because it was really. It was pretty darn accurate. The only problem is that um, uh, it covers too much material, so they have uh, they had to cut uh, they have to cut uh, some part like the character Maya. She's cheerful and all, but she's like kind of barely in the movie. She doesn't get to be cheerful. That that sucks. But otherwise, the the movie is really accurate uh, up to the, to even the ridiculous costumes. Yeah, they did a good job adapting it to live action. So, anything else to say about it? No, I've always liked the Phoenix Wright games, and I'm glad there's an anime of it for people who don't want to play the games, but the games are still superior. Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat um, disappointed about the anime because it's somewhat subpar. It could be better, but... It's not completely terrible. Uh, what what was really great about it is the original uh, episode. You you basically finally get a glimpse of what happens uh, uh, to three important characters in the series to what happens in the past. Yeah, yeah. It actually it actually covers something yeah. that the game di didn't. And uh, this, uh, if you played the the game, you really want to watch the original episode. All right. What? What? Do you know which episodes? Of Unfortunately, they are? not. Unfortunately, yeah, so not. There's 24 episodes. Uh, uh you have to go and uh, you have to go and the list to to uh, to to see which episode it is. But uh, it's there. All right. I'll look it up later. So, anyways, moving on to movie uh, Kimi no Nawa, uh, your name. That was a movie that uh, well that played that season. Yeah, we watched this for shitposter.club movie night a couple of years ago. I must have missed it, but uh, but I already saw it in theaters. Yeah, uh, let me pull up the review I wrote at the time. All right, uh, let's just go ahead. Let's just go ahead with that. I, I wanted to cover it quickly, but... Uh... Okay, I wrote, Two animu teenagers mysteriously swap bodies and try to find each other. Which, of course, should be effortlessly easy since everyone has cell phones and internet access in 2016. <laughs> the, the film does succeed at stirring emotions in the viewer, but the colossal amount of contrivances required for the plot to work is a constant nag. It's sickeningly sweet and sentimental for those who enjoy such things, but much too dumb to be regarded as highly as it is. Fair, fair. Uh, I, I kind of quite liked it. But uh, for it to be the number one most popular of all time movie, I don't agree. Uh, yeah, they, they, I, I uh, did like it, but it, it's just impossible to ignore the plot holes. Yeah, yeah. This should have taken place in the 1800s or something where there's no well, actually, method of communication. I, I think that's where you're mistaken because uh, the girl uh, actually, her, her, her part of the story. Uh, is in the past. So you're talking about cell phone. She probably wouldn't have a cell phone. I thought it took place in 2016. Uh, for the boy, not for the girl. Oh, I must have missed that. Uh, 
at least that's what I remember. Be, uh, be, because um, she, she, yeah, yeah, that, that, you, you, you must have missed that detail. Because uh, between the two characters, there's uh, something of a 50 years difference, or 50, something like that. However, you might want to cut this because it's a massive spoiler at the same. Oh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, let's move on. So, uh, now finally, anime of the season. Number three, Nejimaki Seirei Senki Tenkyo no Alderamen. All right, I watched the first episode of this. What do you think? Uh, Let's just go with the synopsis first. Can you tell us the synopsis? Or you prefer read it? Yeah, I'll read it. The Katbarna Empire is at war with the neighboring Republic of Kyoka. At the Katbarna Empire, the lazy, woman-admiring Ikuta hates war, but due to circumstances, he grudgingly takes the high-grade military officer exam. No one would have expected that this 17-year-old young man would eventually become a soldier, called a great commander by others. Ikuta survives this world engulfed in war with his superior intellect. So what do you think? Uh, when it first started off, it just uh, festooned me with all sorts of names of like fantasy locations and people and magic terminology and expected me to remember it all. And yeah. I, fo- I found that annoying, but I, I quickly got into the story and started enjoying it. Yeah, episode one was a bit mosh, but it, this one actually cares about uh, world building. Uh, what was great is that it, it's a group of friends that uh, joins the military, and uh, actually uh, uh, some of them ends up be, being pretty high-ranked. And you follow their adventures, and it's it, it's actually really the goddamn good. It's well worth the watch. Yeah, and the protagonist is an absolute chad. He just won't take any bullshit from anybody, not even royalty. Not even royalty whose life he just saved. Yeah, I was. that was great. <laughs> and I also noticed that unlike most anime from the past 20 years, all the characters have noses. Yeah, it also has a very specific art style. This is rare. Yeah, I'm not used to seeing anime like this in the current decade, but yeah, I did like the first episode and I want to watch more. Well worth watching. And now number two, you also watch it in uh, 91 days? Yes. Well, uh, did you like, uh, let, uh, can, can you read the synopsis? All right. The classic mafia drama takes place during the Prohibition era. In the lawless district, the law has no power. The mafia rule the streets, and the illegally made liquor flows freely. At one time, Vilio lived in this district, but after a mafia dispute ended in the murder of his family, he went into hiding. Later, Vilio receives a letter from a mysterious person that ignites his passion for revenge and leads him to return to Lawless. There, he infiltrates the Benetti family and gets close to Nero. So basically, uh, have you ever wanted a legit uh, Italian mafia revenge story? This is it. This this is amazing. Yeah, this is the Japanese take on the usual violent mafia story. I won't spoil any any of it, but I enjoyed this. This is fantastic, and uh, I think everyone that saw it uh, pretty much loved it. 
and um, it ha- it has also a lot of uh, brutal of the brutal shit that comes with mafia story. It, it has really everything you'd want in a mafia story. It's really goddamn well done. Yeah, I really like the first episode I watched. I need to see more of this. This is fantastic, and it's an absolute must-watch. But anime of the season, it's Rejiro Kara Ajimeru Isekai Seketsu. Despite my hate for season two, season one was goddamn amazing. This is exactly why season two pisses me off. I'll just go ahead and read the synopsis. Have you watched the first episode for this? No. No, I give her a wreck. No, yeah, I told you not to. <laughs> so, and the story, Subaru Natsuki is an ordinary high school student who is lost in an alternate world where he is rescued by a beautiful silver-haired girl. He stays near her to return the favor, but the destiny she is burdened with is more than Subaru can imagine. Enemies attack one by one, and both of them... Uh, are killed. Uh, he then finds out he has the power to rewind death back to the time he first came to this world. But but only he remembers what hap- what has happened since. So this is absolutely amazing. There's a, a I wouldn't call it brutal episode, but uh, th- there's some episode where the characters finally get determined and it's just so garm amazing you just want to see the character just kind of uh, die and suffer over well the main characters maybe, uh, die and suffer, suffer over and over again uh, Subaru is kind of a weird character in that um, it, it, it's kind of I'm not gonna say the, the deconstruction meme, but it, it's kind of um, a, a different take on an isekai where you know, uh, isekai, uh, uh, the character goes into another world, he gets everything given uh, to him on a silver platter. This is the complete contrary. This character goes to a, another world and everything goes wrong, constantly fucking wrong, and the world is really how to get is really out to get him. But Subaru he just tries his hardest to always get the, the fucking um you know the, the perfect ending. And uh, there, there's a constant push with the story and him uh you know, it, it's a battle between him and the story. Oh, uh, sh- oh shit. <sighs> Working what? news. Oh, yeah. Kentaro what? Miura just died. What? I, I'm not joking. You're, you're fucking with me, dude. No. Let me give you the link. Shit. Dr. Kentaro Miura, the author of Berserk, passed away on May 6, 2021, due to acute aortic dissection. We would like to express our utmost respect and gratitude to Dr. Miura's painting work and pray for his soul. May 20th, 2021, Young Animal Editorial Department. God damn it, dude. We we knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. We knew this was gonna fucking happen. Berserk, Berserk is never gonna fucking happen. Uh, press F to pay respects. God damn it. It's, it's my all-time favorite manga, without a doubt. 
God, God, I mean, I, I, we, we all knew it. We called it a decade ago that this was yep. going to fucking happen. Yep, his health was deteriorating. He was focusing on other things, but... Shit. But he, he was still hiring assistants and trying to teach them his ways. So, yeah, like, yeah, maybe the, the, he wants them to finish for him? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably see soon, but uh, I'm going to say go ahead and see this problem not looking good. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Man, I don't care about ReZero. Yeah. <laughs> For the next five hours, we're talking about Berserk. Yeah, I just... I I finished what I had to say. Yeah, can I at least finish the season? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I finish I'll the just, season. I'll just go ahead and um, go, uh, go with my semi-lemon slash drop orange. Um, th- basically, a girl gets a letter from the future or some shit, and she doesn't read it all in one go. What? What the fuck? The the, the premise suck, and my lemon of the season is uh, very timely. Uh, Berserk 2016. Oh yeah, the worst adaptation of the best story. The the 3D CG was fucking terrible. Oh yeah, look. Looked like a PlayStation One game. It was fucking terrible. But man, that that fucking news. God damn it! Hunter Hunter is next. Probably. This is also not finishing. But but at least with Hunter Hunter, we we got some wealth and ending. Uh, yeah, if the creator of that dies, I'll be satisfied with what we have. But yeah, with Berserk, it was clearly coming towards the end, and the author just kept screwing around. Ah, uh, man, this sucks. This sucks. Let, let, let just. Do you have anything else to say, or because we can't say it sucks for two hours? I can. <laughs> now nah, let's let's move on. Yeah, that's it. It's finished. So, uh, th- th- this is a fucking bummer. <laughs> just fucking ended there. <laughs> oh, uh, weren't we going to talk about Psyche Kusuo no Sinon? Wait, did I forget about it? Yeah, it was on your list. I, I watched the first episode. Wait, wait, where the fuck was it? Yeah, I-, I-, I think I corrected some shit and I kind of uh, e- erased it. L- l- let, me, l- let me just get... Uh... Yeah, no, 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 need, no need to link me. I'm just gonna go get. Uh, I'm just gonna go see uh, uh, when when it ends an anime list because I might have just for for God's sake. Okay, the English title is "The Disastrous Life of Psyche K." All right, so it finishes in summer 2000. Uh, no, it starts in summer 2006. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I told you uh, the, the, uh, quickly after that it was an error because it's uh, 120 episodes and I, I believe it's actually um, it's actually 24 episodes, I think. How many episodes is it? Let me see. Because it's kind of weird because it um, it counts the each, each short being its own episode, so it makes like no sense. Uh, I'm checking on Wikipedia. Yeah, the, see- the streaming site I watched it on, I think it had four episodes in a 20 minute runtime. 
Yes, so basically at 26 it continues. Wait, what? Season 2? Okay, yeah, so I see. 26. Yeah, yeah, it ends, it ends during the winter, so it's not the right season. My apologies. Oh, so, you want to cover it next week? Uh, Maybe. I, I'll just have to fix my shit. <laughs> Just have to fix my shit and uh... yeah. So I'm not the only one who fucked up this episode. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. So, <laughs> so it's not this season. It's actually going to, for the yeah for the fall season. So, anyways, nothing else to say. Uh, we'll have to end on this bummer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go pray for the soul of Kintaro Miura. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a bad sleep. So, um, all right, so, so see you all next week. All right, goodbye. Bye. Fine.